Hello and welcome to Jeanette's TV. I'm your host Jeanette Burke and today I'm interviewing an internet sensation by the name of Michael McCrudden who has a show all about people who got famous. Actually before they got famous. Now before I start interviewing and welcoming Michael to the show I just want to remind you about a few things. Number one Please, if you haven't already, hit the bell and subscribe to this channel and you'll not miss one of our next videos. You'll be notified of everything. The second thing I want to remind you of is we have a Patreon link and no donation is too big or too small. We also have some wonderful Jeanette's TV and Jeanette's TV podcast merchandise t-shirts and sweatshirts they're top quality they come with your choice of our logo or inspirational saying for our guest you can check out everything else in the details below and click on whatever you need to purchase so now let's start the interview welcome to Jeanette's TV and podcast Michael thanks for having me you're a professional you got it all <laughs> thank you but you know I don't know if I'm as professional as you in that you know, it's it's a great story you have when going from a bartender to a absolute YouTube star sensation. Would you like to share a little bit of your story and your journey on how you were able to accomplish that? I know your channel, get this folks, his channel has 3 million subscribers. I know we want to hear how he did that, but I'll get to that next. And over 98 million views. So Michael, go ahead and share with us, please, if you if you can. Nine hundred and eighty million. We're almost at a billion views. Nine hundred and eighty million is what I said. So you're almost at a billion views. So congratulations, that's quite a feat. Uh, we'll just take it back a minute, and and if you could, I'd love to hear your journey of how you went from being a bartender to a number one YouTube TV hit sensation. Uh, I know that you did have some help in that you studied TV and uh, pr production at Humber. So that I think might have come in handy. But I'm going to let you tell it. By the way, I also graduated uh, with a from Humber, but not in the same program as you. I went for the PR program. Amazing. After yeah. two university degrees. But go ahead. Tell us. I, I know we're all anxious to hear this. Oh, well, just the short end of the, the short story. No, sorry. A long story short. It was just, it's a lifelong, you know, journey, right? Like I was a child actor and I was a model and I was, uh, I was doing all these things. I just couldn't figure out how to, uh, how to break into the entertainment industry. And, uh, after university, I got a degree. Then I went to college, got another degree and, uh, I, I get odd jobs, but never enough, enough to, you know, make a life out of it or have a career. So when I found YouTube, which I, some of my earlier videos were, you know, I was trying to make commercials for the bar or I was, um, you know, making like college videos with my friends. But some of these videos started to, you know, make $2, $10. And uh, as soon as I made my first Before They Are Famous video, which is about seven years ago now, um, a few of them, you know, clocked in like a million, half a million views. And I said, wow, this I'm never going to run out of famous people. There's there's. You know, if you go through the history books, there's you'll never run out. So um, I just hit the hit the ground running, and then we we're in a new era where everyone's kind of famous on Instagram or Twitter or wherever. So um, it just became so abundant, you know, and the the company just exploded. 
Mm-hmm. So um, I guess one of the keys to having a successful YouTube channel is being able to figure out sort of your niche, which you were able to master. Um, why, like, why did you think, oh, I'll, I'll create before, um, before they are famous, but I know you also have some offshoots of that. So how did, how did the concepts sort of come to you and how were you able to get your content together and really niche it? I think this, well, the show relates to everyone. Um, anyone who aspires to be in entertainment or, or to perform, you, you, you know, you want to be famous. And, and like, I grew up with stories where my mom would be like, Brad Pitt used to drive women in a limo or Eminem was a cook. So I always, that stuff resonated with me when I was doing crummy jobs and didn't have any money. I was always thinking, well, you know, everyone started somewhere. So I think the brand appeals to everyone on that relatable aspect. And um, me personally, I was always like obsessed with Jim Carrey and he had a really rough childhood and a rough uh, go at it and like stand up and, and he was broke for a long time. So I ended up like when I had a hard time, I would look to him for inspiration. And, um, you know, I, I feel like everyone has some kind of celebrity that they they kind of put on a pedestal or, you know, it could be someone in the technology industry or, or there's just there's just people out there that are, are that that change the way things are done and everyone kind of uh, becomes obsessed with their story. So I just think that we all look up to someone else that, that kind of, you know, broke through the, the mold and made something of themselves. Um, yes, that's quite an interesting point. And I do, I know we look a lot to celebrities in all fields for that, but some of us have that, even that inspiration in our own family. When you think about how many people come to Canada as uh, basically starving immigrants and truly, you know, become a success story there, you know, that same kind of, um, uh, emulation can be applied, not just for celebrities, but I, I'm wondering one other thing. So how do you decide which celebrities you're going to feature when? It changes year to year because the internet's ramping up at such a rapid pace. You know, back in the day, I would I would do A-listers. I would do Jim Carrey, Johnny Depp, um, the people that were, were at the top when I was coming of age. But then what really started to take off was the Dan Bilzerians and the, uh, you know, like the chair girl, like these internet yeah. characters where there, it was a bit of a mystery on how they got so many followers as opposed to how they got into a feature film. Um, and the internet's just unraveling now that I would I would spend more time working on a YouTuber's bio than I would on uh, an actor. I don't even know if we do actors that much anymore because um, I don't know, all the growth is really happening online. So we take suggestions from our audience. They kind of steer us in the direction of who's the next big star. Um, but yeah, like it's been five years I've been doing this show like full time and there's never been a day where I've I've been stuck looking for someone to do. We we're always have too many people to do. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned to me before you you do this for five years. You pump a new video out every day. How are you able to maintain that type of a schedule and not burn out? I've burned out. That's for sure. Um <laughs> The business has evolved, you know, what you make, you make a bit of money, you put some in your pocket, but then you start to spread it around. Uh, I was fortunate enough, you know, I, I was in the, the, uh, the entertainment industry or aspiring 
to be that I made a lot of contacts. I was able to, you know, get friends from college, get them into positions as writers or editors. Um, so now I think the staff here, because it's, it's not just one channel, we have five or six, and uh, there's about 17 people that work here. Yeah, that's quite an accomplishment in five years. You've really, you're really a, a huge success. And you also have different um, hosts. How were you able to find them as well? Yeah, um, I guess I just become like a magnet for people that like what I'm doing and, and uh, they want to join the team. Um, one of the first hires was a girl who spoke Spanish. Uh, she went to college with me and I said, well, we can try your show in Spanish. And uh, she's still with me. She's a writer, a producer, a host. She's got 2 million followers. She's famous. She's uh, she's a big star. So people just kind of, you know, I'll put up a job and I'll start them on a uh, contract part-time, see if, if, if they can mesh well. And I'm just a big believer in hard workers. So if people, you know, can take the licks, the internets can be awfully mean as well. They uh -huh. can take the licks and they keep showing up and putting in the hard work. Well, there's tons of opportunity here because I'm not, you know, I built this business, but I'll die if I have to carry all of it every day. Mm -hmm. Yes, I know that feeling and I don't have as much staff as you. Um, so, you you know, I know that some celebrities have actually seen your episodes. And I was wondering if you ever got any feedback or commentary that, you know, was really a standout for you, something special that you would like to share on their impression of how you handled their story. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I, it's, become, it's become kind of a thing now in the YouTube community within the first 24 hours, the celebrity will, seems to watch the video. Um, not all of the reactions have been positive, mm -hmm. but some of like, I've, I've had PewDiePie react to my video and get 25 million views. Logan Paul, you know, the, the biggest entertainers on the internet of all, everyone knows who I am and what I do. Um, a big moment for me was DJ Khaled. He was, um, you know, just such a big character and just so phenomenal. And when through the grapevine, we got in, he's like, I need to meet him. And he's talking about me and his DJ Khaled voice. And to know that my show, like, I don't know that it's reached, you know, the A-list status. Um, it kind of blew, blew my hat off. And, uh, you know, like Drake, I've been to like basketball games and Drake knows who I am. And Drake's probably thinking if I make another video on him, he's going to have to move out of Toronto. <laughs> I've been trying to get him for an interview for years. If you could uh, help me out there, um, did you ever go to like TIFF and things of those kind of caliber events to get top name celebs or no? No, no. no I, um, they they come to you. I could. I, I'm sure with COVID, it's hard to do much. Um, but no, I've been working twelve hours, so I don't get many opportunities to leave the studio. And I, I just think I was a little ahead on the curve of this whole Zoom and this this digital uh, wave of how things were moving. Mm -hmm. Whereas I could stand in line at TIFF and then I wouldn't get a video done if I didn't bump into a celebrity. So I just mm -hmm. made sure I always got my work done. Mm -hmm. So do the celebrities now seek you out because they know that you can give them such huge exposure? Mm. Yeah, there's been like, you know, the, the channel's gone through highs and lows and there's peaks and valleys and everything. But uh, yeah, there was a time where they were they were knocking on my door to the point where I was like, I, I can't, I, I, I don't have the team or the infrastructure to, to, to manage all these requests. They want me to fly out and do it face to face. I just don't have the budget. But um, then there's, you know, like I, Drake's never gotten back to me, but you know, like Lil Pump and uh, 
all these these you know other rappers were a big part of uh when the video came out they either shared it with their fans or they answered my questions and uh it's been very collaborative along the way well that's just amazing what you've been able to accomplish in five years. I mean, I really take my hat off to you because, uh, as you know, I'm also a YouTuber and uh, trying to build up my channel. I had more than one as well. Uh, the main one is Jeanette's TV. And um, I've had a lot of celebrity interviews myself, but most of which I got working a red carpet at TIFF or some type of event like that with media accreditation. Because uh, I'm coming at this from a different sort of angle than you. Uh, we have different backgrounds. But it's so amazing what you've been able to achieve. Can you just share some advice with some, some of, someone like myself or uh, even somebody who's just getting started with a YouTube channel? What are the sort of the steps they really need to take if they, if they want to reach a level that you've, uh, um, you've come to or you've obtained? How... What are some of the steps? What would you recommend that they do if they really are serious about this and making a living off of this? I tell my staff that when I started before they're famous, I was already working on YouTube for someone else at that point. And I thought it was too late. I thought, oh, I've missed the boat. This YouTube thing's over. And uh, in the five years that I've been on it, it's only just grown exponentially. I'm still starting new shows. So if I'm still investing my time and energy we're just in like maybe not the golden era anymore but we're still in the beginning of what this whole internet landscape is going to become so it's never too late and then to really make it you know it's it's you're going to take a lot of licks and you're going to put in a lot of work just to just to just to like make a even a livable wage hopefully you've really got to be consistent and post daily if you can and stay on a topic find your niche and just you know persevere um i've mm -hmm. done it and then uh you know i've seen like every day i get a new star that breaks through so it's it's totally doable and now like it's not just youtube right you could be on TikTok. And well yes this is i was gonna ask you that was my next question where else would you recommend people go yeah i think the best thing right uh, people ask me i used to say like if you're a writer be on twitter if you're a model be on instagram but for anyone now go on TikTok. that they have like they've there's no um it's not saturated or if it is they're they're sharing the the growth opportunities with everyone and uh we just watched you know a whole generation of 16 year olds get famous on TikTok, and we're able to leverage that into million dollar youtube careers so if you can blow up in one place you can bring them over to youtube which obviously pays the bills so that would be my advice so about that YouTube paying the bills, I want to ask you this, since you're, you know, you're a seasoned pro at this, you must have noticed that YouTube also has gone through many changes lately, particularly with their algorithms. And I know from several people that I've spoken to who have YouTube channels uh, that they have, you know, lost um, a, a significant portion of the income they were making due to these algorithm changes and even like a demonetization of their channel. What do you say about that? And do you also recommend maybe getting on other platforms like Vimeo or, you know, there's a million other platforms out there that are trying to be like YouTube? Um, I would, yeah, so I I've, I've dealt with all of this. I think, you know, the, the biggest accomplishment of mine is uh, my work ethic. And I treat every day like, 
this is going to end. And that you've got to have that hustle to make it in this business. So that's kind of always been my mindset that like, this, this might not last. So let's make the most of it. But um, I, yeah, YouTube, when I got on YouTube, it was so sketchy and there were so many like problematic videos, even stuff I was making was edgy that I was like, there's no way this is going to last. It's going to be like Napster. But to my disbelief, they've rejigged it all. They've figured out ways to censor what's appropriate for monetization, what's not. They've done a fantastic job cleaning the site up. And of course, it, it, it's probably cut me off of money in the millions on, 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 on the effects it's had on my business. But I guess it's for the greater good. And, you know, they had to get people in line to be on a broadcaster, um, you know, operating with broadcasting standards. Now, I think I was educated enough that I, I was never, I never crossed the line too far, but a lot of people did. Um, yeah, but if you just use common sense, you're not swearing, you're not talking about, you know, uh, X-rated content or yeah. uh, children, you know, the, the, the normal way of thinking, you know, if you, if you have um, the wrong ideology on race or religion, all that crazy stuff, well, it's probably not the place for you anyway. No, but you know, now this dark web is, is really becoming um, popular with, let's say, uh, more left-wing or right-wing um, type of content. Do you see that gaining speed as a platform that might even challenge YouTube at some point? No, I don't. I think I think YouTube is so like you know if if TikTok comes out with stories, YouTube will interview integrate their own stories. YouTube's the McDonald's. They're they're going to be a Burger King and there's going to be a Starbucks, but but uh, Google's got this all figured out, in my opinion. Um, but then yeah, follow history. I'd like you know the the DVD was replaced replaced the VHS, right? So mm -hmm. there's always going to be new pockets that open up and and for some i'm sure the dark web doesn't have great advertising rates but uh for people that are more edgy and and, and want to be you know more extremist then there's a place for them now as well mm -hmm. and what do you see your future looking like what are your plans for your channel new channels what would you like to do that you haven't done things like that um yeah, like I said, I've been just trying to stay alive. I've done a good job at uh, maintaining growth and uh, maintaining the brand through crazy times. But now I'm really, you know, growing up for me, much music was everything. I loved the idea that there was a, a place in Toronto that celebrities would come to. And there was a place where people like an aspiring young Michael McCrudden could attend host. So I'm hoping to turn my business into a hub for um, other creatives and visiting celebrities. We've got this brand new studio, I got the staff and we got the channels. So I'm trying to make this, um, you know, the much music of uh, the internet for Canada. Wow, that's awesome. Um, okay then, so I would like to also hear how, you know, uh, your, your website and your um, YouTube channel you, URLs, uh, Let's hear about that, how, how people can continue to watch you, subscribe to your channels, find out more about you, maybe even call you if they want, if they want to have an interview in their lab of sorts. Yeah, you got a hold of me. It's not that hard. Um, yeah, so it started with Before They Were Famous, the main channel, and then uh, the Spanish channel came next. That's at 2 million subscribers. 
And then um, I had I had a few other shows that I tried in the back in the day. I tried to do a science show. I tried to do a dating show. Anyway, I've turned these into one's an interview show, one's a news show, and now we just started a fashion show, uh, all under the famous kind of banner. Um, and yeah, I don't, you know, we, I think we produce in house about 25 to 30 videos a week. Um, and then when you move all those videos onto Instagram, you move all those videos onto your Facebook, you move all those videos onto your website. I just built the before they are famous.com website. So five years of scripts are now being uploaded as actual biographies and texts and photos. So I'm just growing out the business, um, to anywhere I see possibility. The, the brand's never going to die. Uh, I got my own little McDonald's here. I feel like uh, I built the, the biggest biography business on the internet. Hmm. Well, maybe one day you'll even start teaching how to do this to how we can be a, a replica or maybe franchise or whatever, since you are the McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe, right? I'm bringing in younger hosts so I can free myself up. So, uh, I, you know, it's exciting. Like I said, I, I kind of lived like every day was my last and, uh, it's it's wild because I feel like I might I might just be getting started. You know, Brad Pitt's retiring and Logan Paul's taking over. And hey, well, if Ryan Seacrest isn't that relevant, maybe I could be the next Ryan Seacrest. Well, it's good to dream and keep going. Um, can you give me your URL, please? I want my viewers to be able to find you for your website. Before they're famous dot com. Okay. And um, I, again, it's been like really amazing um, interviewing. You're a very, very unique guy who's been able to really hone those skills and develop things that maybe other people haven't figured out yet, uh, but probably would like to. Um, and I want to give you a chance to just sort of tell us anything about you that you wanted to say that I didn't sort of get to in the interview. Is there anything you wanted to add? No, people just stay nice out there. You know, like a lot of people can be really mean on the internet. And uh, it's funny because they probably think it's it's harmless, but uh, there's people on the other side. Like I got a business here and we see all these comments and you know, like I might've put on a few pounds some days. Well, I don't need to be reminded about it 10,000 times. <laughs> so people be nice. Yeah, be nice. And yeah, we are living in a, a pandemic. Things are a little bit different. So yes, they shouldn't be making nasty comments to you. Um, so I want to thank you so much for taking the time to be with, interviewed with, by me today. I really appreciate you coming on the show and talking to the audience. And uh, I want to thank the audience for joining us today. Please remember to like and follow and share us with all your buddies. You can find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Pinterest, Vimeo, YouTube, um, Instagram, TikTok, like you name it, we're there. Hashtag Jeanette's TV and podcast. And until next time, continue to be fabulous. This is Jeanette Burke, your host, signing off.